0: Tonight I wanted I wanted to share something with you that that uh I I guess it was a couple of months ago. It's amazing how God works sometimes. And uh I was probably I think maybe listening to a song or or praying or something like that and and God just gave me a word right then and there. And typically when that happens what I've learned to do is write it down. Okay? And uh so I I wrote it down and I just said you know, God, I don't know when I'm supposed to preach that message or when I'm supposed to share that message with someone, but I'm going to hold on to it, and whenever the time is right, just remind me of of that message. And so, you know, I have a a phone where I can, you know, take notes and stuff, so I put it down in the notes. Pastor Jonathan uh, messaged me the other day and wanted me to come, and immediately I knew exactly what I needed to share, and it was this message. And uh, I think it's going to be a special message has it has to do with hope. And how many of you think that you uh, uh, need hope? I think we can all use a little hope, right? If not now, there will be a time. So tonight I want to talk to you about soul anchors. And, you know, how many of you know what an anchor is? You know, what you kind of have a visual, you know, this is kind of like your, your, uh, I would say your tattoo anchor, you know, it's the, the 2D version of, it, of an anchor. But when you think of anchors, you think of boats, right? I mean, that's the, the whole idea. You're using them on the sea. And anchors are really important. And it's not, how many of you are fishing folk? You, you like to go fishing. I see a couple of people in here. Fishing is your game. And so it's not just so you can hold your boat down so you can be right there while you fish, right? But it's really like a safety deal. Right, I mean, boats use these anchors to kind of hold their positions, and and you might think of like a small boat, or you might think of a big boat, and the bigger the boat, the bigger the anchor. And uh, I, I encourage you to Google uh, anchor uh, release fails. It's very frightening. These massive, like one length, uh, link in a uh, in a chain is like this big, and they drop these anchors, and I don't know what the deal is with the mechanism, but sometimes they get loose. And I'm talking about like 120 tons of chains just dumping into the ocean, and never to be, you know, found again. But it's just crazy. So do that. That's your homework uh, for tonight. And and uh, but a- anchors, anchors are are a lot of things. And but but mainly when we're talking about anchors, we kind of visualize this this whole deal of. Going down to the bottom of the sea and kind of holding the position of a, of a boat or that sort of thing. Well, in Hebrews 6.19, it talks about an anchor and it says this. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. A hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. So the main idea for tonight that I want you to understand is this. That trust Jesus to be your soul anchor okay in life yes boats have anchors but man our souls need an anchor and that anchor needs to be in christ so what i want to do right now is i just want to pray i just want to invite the holy spirit to talk to our hearts and minister to each and every one of us individually with our own individual lives and all the individual things that are going on in our lives and that you would allow him to work in your life tonight. Would you join me as I pray? Lord, we thank you for tonight, and we thank you that we can have hope in you. And I pray that right now, through the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would prepare our hearts to be receptive to the message that you want us to hear. God, I am simply a messenger here, serving you in this church, in this youth group, in this community. And Father, I pray that you would use me in, in a powerful way, to preach the gospel in a way that affects life change. And God, that you would use this moment and these, these moments to come to minister to us in our times of need. So God, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen. So, point number one about anchors. Use them, right? I mean, it's one thing to have an anchor, but to never use it doesn't really make sense, does it? So what good is, it, is having an anchor if you're not going to use it? Am I right? I mean, what good is having an iPhone if you're not going to use it? What good is having a car if you're not going to use it? What good is it having to have whatever is special to you if you're not going to use it? So what are some of the things that anchors give us? Well, when we think about anchors, we can think of them like that they give us safety, okay, that they give us steadiness, that they give us uh, security. The, these are all the things that kind of come, come to mind, all right? So what I want to do is I want to create a storm in here. We're going to set off the sprinkler system, and it's going to rain in here. It might get a little bit messy, but uh, I think it'll be okay. All right, so this is what I want us to do, is over here, you're going to do, do something special for me, so put down your stuff real quick, you're going to need your hands, okay, just put them to the side real quick, this section right here, you see me, right there, this section right here, you're going to be my second section, and then this section right here, you're going to be my third section, okay, can you all help me out, we're going to create a storm in here, you all ready, okay, so this section right here, you're going to snap your fingers like this, okay. So just keep on snapping your fingers, and we're going to hear it. It's like the sprinkling, you know, of the, the beginning part of the storm. And then over here, what you're going to do is you're going to pat your, your thighs right here, okay? And it's that thicker rain. You know, the rain starting to come down. And then over here, we're going to hear that roaring thunder, so you're going to stomp your feet like this, okay? So let's practice. Let's see the snapping and the patting and the stomping, Okay? So what I want to do is we'll start at one section at a time. When I say go, you're going to add it in there, and you're going to keep on going as loud as you can, okay? And then when it gets to this part, you're going to have to kind of snap harder and snap louder, and you're going to have to pat harder and pat louder. And then when it gets over here, I I want you all to go nuts, right? I want you to pound a hole through that floor. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, so let's go. Doesn't it sound like a storm in here? Right? Okay, you can stop. Now, notice, notice now that it's really calm, right? Now, do we really think, man, I'm going to need an anchor in calm seas? Do we really think that we're going to need an anchor when everything is going right? No, typically when we think that, man, I wish I had an anchor... Is when the storm comes, right? When life happens, when the things that we don't like happen, am I right? That's when we think, man, I need an anchor. You don't need an anchor in calm seas. The rougher the weather, the, the rougher the weather, the more important the anchor gets, right? And so we have to use anchors. It's not just a pretty part about a buck about a boat or a a cool thing about a ship. But we need to have those anchors. I remember a a time in my life that I was glad that I had some some anchors to use. I remember back when I was twelve or thirteen and my parents they were getting into divorce and my mom kind of initiated it as as my parents were separating. I had a lot of resentment and a lot of anger and a lot of frustration and I was holding lots of grudges against my my mom and and my brothers, they ended up moving to uh, another state with with my mom, and our family was separated. And I stayed here in Texas because I didn't like my mom. I didn't want anything to do with my mom, and and all these emotions start rising up in me, and all these different things that I'm processing at, at 12 and and 13, right? And all these different issues, and I'm trying to figure out what is going on, what is happening. My life just completely got flipped and turned upside down. Just life. Just life happened. Wasn't expecting it to happen that year. Never knew it was going to happen. Nobody could ever predict it, but it was happening. But I had some people in my life that were anchors in, in my life. My kids pastor my youth pastor, some other leaders in in my life that I could go to and I could talk to and I could share my feelings with and I could just be open and honest with them And, and they would speak into my life and tell me that it was gonna be okay and that God had a purpose for my life and I held on to those anchors and I'm so glad that I had those anchors in my life but even more than that, I'm glad that I had the wisdom to use them. Think of the anchors that you have in your life. Maybe you have some anchors and you're not even using them. I'd say use them. The leaders and the pastors that you have for you, the, 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 the people that, that care about you, that really truly care about what you're going to do with your life, that they pray for you and they, they think about you and they, they, they cry for you and they intercede for you and they do all these things, those are the people that are anchors in your life that you need to hold on to and use them in, in, in those times of, of need. So sure, anchors are great when we have them so that we can use them, right? In the times of the storm. But when the, when the storm passes, then, then what do we do? Right? When, when the storm gets calm, then what is the anchor for? What, what if we find ourselves after the storm calms and, and the anchor is stuck? Right, I mean, whenever you think about anchors, don't you know that sometimes they get stuck? And people have to cut the anchor so they can move on. Right? And that is a, is a serious thing. And so the second point tonight that I want to bring up is sometimes, we, even though anchors are really great, Right, and they, and they serve a purpose. Sometimes they get stuck in life and, and we can't get past it. And it's time to cut those anchors. And this is what I'm talking about. So think of it, think of it this way. A, a ship doesn't sink because of the water around it. A ship sinks because of the water that gets inside of it. Right? It's not the water that's the problem. Because the, the boat's floating and, and everything's fine, but it, the, the water that gets inside the boat causes it to sink. When we let bad relationships into our lives, it drags us down, right? How many of you can think of a time that there was just a bad relationship in your life? Whoever it was, maybe it was a friend, maybe it was uh, a family member, maybe it was someone at school. You just had a bad relationship, just bringing you down. And in those times, maybe it's time to cut that anchor, right? And let me let me explain. So you have this type of mentality that that we go through life, and and uh, maybe maybe this is you, where you're all about pleasing the crowd right like you care so much about what other people think about what you do and you spend most of your mental energy thinking about their perception of you right and they they don't really even have any clue but you're very concerned and, and so you're really concerned about them and then there's the people that you know it's it's just kind of like me and you have like this superman, superwoman mentality that I don't need anybody and I can do this on my own and I'm going to be okay because, man, you know, if God is for me, then then who can be against me? And you neglect the whole part of what God was saying that you need connection. You need relationship in your life and you need those things. You just, think, man, I can just do it all myself. Or then you have the uh, the third and, and that's you, the, one, the one-on-one type relationships that you have with people. Dr. Henry Cloud, who is a uh, psychologist, he kind of boiled all of our relationships into four different corners. If you think of like a boxing ring, Okay, and each corner of the the boxing ring is one different type of relationship. I want to talk about three of them with you. And the first one is the bad connection. Okay, this is the type of, of friendship or relationship where people just make you feel bad. Okay, you don't really know what it is, but when you get around them, they just make you feel bad. Maybe it's something that they say, maybe they're condescending, maybe they're just being rude and every time you're around them, for some reason, it you just it's not a great relationship. You know what I'm talking about? You know those people that just you get around them and it's not really a, 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 a it's just a bad connection, right? And then you have uh, a, a different kind of relationship, and it's like the the pseudo good connection, and these are like your connections that you have like on social media, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, all that kind of stuff, where you kind of have a connection with them, but not really, you know, because it's all through social media, and you don't really have that one-on-one uh, type of communication, and really, honestly, I mean, on, on in social media, we're just kind of presenting the best of ourselves and not the real part of ourselves, right? I mean, how many of you, you, whenever you post a picture of a selfie on social media, it's the very first one? Yeah, that's what I thought. And I'm guilty too. On your phone right now, I guarantee it, if you save your photos... I could go onto your your phone or your mobile device, and I would see about 15 of the same selfie, but just in different angles. And then finally, we find the best one that we're happy about and we're confident about, and that's the version that we share with everyone else in the world through social media. And they see the best, but they don't really see the real they just kind of see the false, right? The part that we're willing to let people see. The part that we're letting people in on, right? And so it's kind of a good connection, you know, it's it's all kind of surface level stuff, but it's not really a, a deep kind of connection. Those kind of relationships, those ones, those are the kinds that are are the kinds that we might need to consider cutting. The, the, the one connection, though, that, that Dr. Henry talks about is the good connection, the real connection, okay? That's the connection that you really want to have. You see, in a perfect type of uh, relationship, in a perfect type of connection, it's about me giving as much as you're giving to the relationship. And when both people are giving equally, serving one another... That is the kind of relationship that that God wants us to have. That's the kind of relationship that, that Christ sets the example for, is that servant type of relationship. And if one person's just always giving and the other person is just always taking, that's not a real healthy relationship. And we can do things to work on those relationships, sure. But at some point, that relationship isn't being healthy, and it turns into something unhealthy, and yes, maybe there is is hope, and definitely Christ can restore any broken relationship, but until he does, maybe during that time you need to find health. Maybe it's time for God to work on you, and that you need to change, right? Because the first part about changing something in your life is changing yourself, We have to change first. So sometimes that means cutting that anchor. Never let what is happening around you get inside you and and bring you down. Okay, so we need to use anchors. I get that. And sometimes we need to cut some anchors in our lives, cut some bad relationships out, the, the kind of relationships that God doesn't want us to have. But what if we don't even believe that the anchors that we do have are going to help us? And I'm talking about whenever we've lost trust, right? We've lost trust in someone. How many of you can think of a relationship or, or a situation where you lost trust, right? And, and even more than that, maybe there was a time in your life where you really went after it for God, and you, you really went to, to the Lord, and you, you prayed, and you asked him for this, and you're needing this breakthrough, right? And it didn't really happen the way that you thought, or it didn't happen at all. And now you think, well, I'm not going to trust God anymore. God doesn't answer me. God isn't listening to me. I prayed for that thing, and it didn't happen the way that I wanted to. And, and we've lost trust in God. You know, there is that part on that verse where it said, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the the curtain. What in the world does that part mean? Right? Well, this is alluding to Jesus being in heaven, sitting at the right hand of the Father, being the high priest, our soul anchor. And, I remember a time that I was diagnosed with glaucoma, okay? And if any of y'all know what glaucoma is, it's an uncurable eye disease, and it causes pressure to build up in your eye. Your eye has fluid in it. And basically, think of there's like a drain in your eye that kind of drains the fluid, right? And sometimes that drain gets clogged, and it builds up pressure like a water balloon, is continually filling. And that, that pressure becomes painful and it causes different uh, vision problems and, and that and that sort of thing. So I was starting to have vision problems. And I didn't know what was going on. And so I went to the ophthalmologist or I went to the optometrist to get a checkup. And he measured this pressure in my eye. And he was like, oh, my goodness. So he measured it like three more times. And then he made a phone call to an ophthalmologist and which is another kind of eye doctor and made an appointment for me immediately and so this guy said you need to go see this doctor right now and so I was like freaking out like what are you talking about so I go and and see this doctor and and um, you know he he says yeah you have a uh, a form of glaucoma and I'm before this, I'm sitting in the the waiting room, and it's just like like people in their seventies and eighties, and I'm like, "What am I here for? Like, what is? I'm like the youngest person in in this room, and and you know, he's telling me that I have glaucoma, and I'm thinking, like, I'm only you know like twenty seven or or twenty eight. At the, I forget how old I was. And I'm like, isn't this something that you get, like, whenever you get older, like, maybe? And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, like, what is, what is the deal? What's going on? And so I'm asking the doctor questions, and he's saying, yeah, you're going to have to do, like, seven different kinds of eye drops uh, once a day for the rest of your life. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And how much does that cost, right? There's this one eye drop. It literally is in a bottle this big, okay, 250 bucks this big, it was like 20 bucks a drop or something like that, right, and it was so crazy, and I'm like, what is going on, like, I, I'm not going to be able to afford this for the rest of my life, so I go to these appointments, you're uh, uh, month by month, right, and then he said, okay, you can come back every three months, then you can come back every six months and, and that sort of thing, and I'm praying, right, and I'm having other people pray for me, comes a time, it was kind of a meeting like this, and, and somebody was there, and they asked anybody who needs healing to come up front, and that they would pray for them, right? And so I came up front because I wanted God to heal me uh, of my eye. You know, it, it hurt. I had to do all these eye drops. It was inconvenient. It was expensive, and I wanted the Lord just to completely heal me. So I went up, and I submitted to the process, and the guy prayed for me, and I didn't really feel anything. Okay? Just to be honest with you, I didn't really feel like, you know, you, you heard about those stories like, oh, somebody prayed for me and I instantly felt my arm grow back or something like that, you know? And maybe not that extreme, but you know what I'm talking about. That would be pretty incredible, let me tell you. And if any of y'all had your arm grow back, I want to talk to you later on uh, about what that felt like. Uh, but it wasn't like that. And so I just kind of went on about my business, and I was thankful for the Lord. And, I, you know, I've been praying this whole time, right? It's been like, a, like almost a year that has gone by, and I'm doing all these drops all the time, and, and it was awful. It really was. I mean, and so then I went back to the doctor, and he did the same exam, same test, and they, like, poked this thing, like, right into your eye. And it's not really a fun deal. And uh, he's like, hmm. So uh, your your pressure is down where it was at like 50 like on a number scale like it was at 50 and that's really dangerous. It was down at like 13, which was very very normal. It's probably how your you know your eyes are supposed to be how your eyes are right now. I was like, huh. Well maybe the eye drops are working right like oh the eye drops are finally working right like great. So I come back three months later. And same deal. Come back another three months later, same deal. So from start diagnosis, two years later, okay? I, I, I come back, and he's saying, you know what? Your eyes are looking really good. How about we see you in a year? And I said, how about you never see me again? Because I believe that God healed me, and I don't have glaucoma anymore. I've never had a pain Anymore, never had a vision problem anymore, and I believe that God completely healed me. Why did I tell you that story? Why did I tell you about how God healed me? It was because I want you to know that when you trust God, He comes through. It may not be exactly when you think it's going to be. It may not be right away, and it may not be in the form that you think it's going to be in. But let me tell you you can trust God. So what happens when we, we, can't, we, we find ourselves in a place where we can't trust someone? Or maybe we can't trust God anymore because of whatever reason. I want to give you the fix. How many of you want the fix to know how to start trusting someone again? Do you want to know the fix? I've, I've figured it out. Works 100% of the time. This is the fix. The the way that, you going to write this down because this is about to change your life, okay? The way that you start trusting people again is you start trusting people again. (laughs) You probably didn't want to hear that, did you? The only way for you to build trust in a relationship again is to start trusting. That's it. You have to start trusting again. That's the only way. If you're going to build trust in in someone again, you have to start trusting them. You have to give them trust. Yeah, well, he he did this or she did that, and I can't trust them anymore. Well, the only way that you're going to is you just have to start trusting. And you have to make yourself in that vulnerable situation. And you have to give a little trust, and then they give a little trust. And then you give a little trust, and they give a little trust. And you give God a little trust. And he's always been faithful to you. And then you give God a little bit more trust. He's continually faithful to you. And then you trust him some more. And it's really not about God anymore, though we thought it was. It's really just about us in the way that God was working on our heart and beginning to trust again. If you have a bucket full of trust, right, that trust can be dumped out in just a matter of seconds. Trust is built one drop at a time. And the only way to build that bucket back up is to start trusting. One drop, one moment, one conversation, one instance at a time. And over time, because it does take time, that trust, again, will be restored. We need to trust our anchor. And that is Christ. The only anchor that was always true, was always real, and was always there. I like the way that the message version says this verse. And it says, it's a little bit easier to understand. It says, We who have run for our very lives to God have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands and never let go. It's an unbreakable spiritual lifeline reaching past all appearances right to the very presence of God where Jesus running on ahead of us has taken up his permanent post as high priest for us in the order of Melchizedek. You see, anchors, when cast, both preserves the vessel from losing the ground that she has gained and keeps her steady amid all the winds and the waves. Sure, it does those two things. But think of it this way. I want you to see this picture for a second. This kind of explains it. Whereas first we're thinking, oh yeah, we're casting our anchors down and we're finding that, that, that anchor in Christ to hook on to. <clears throat> when it said has taken up his permanent post as high priest for us, you got to understand that it's a different kind of... that Christ is a completely different kind of anchor. And instead of casting our anchors down, we're casting our anchor up to Christ. And and he's holding on to it. I know this is like a little angel figure, but this is the best picture I could find. Don't think of Jesus as this little angel guy because Jesus is way better than this little (laughs) angel guy. Okay, and I don't want to take away from who Jesus is by you seeing this little angel guy, but just envision it being Jesus instead of this little angel guy. Can you do that for me? Use your imaginations? Okay. Here's, here's the difference. When, when we trust Christ as, as our anchor, we're anchored upward in heaven, not down in the ground, and we're anchored to move on and not stand still. You see, sometimes when we think of anchors, yeah, we've cast that anchor. And man, we just want to stay right here in life, right? Because this, this is the place that's really, really comfortable. And, and sometimes we, we get in these spots where, man, we just can't get out of, right? But when we cast our anchors to God, he leads us on through life. And it's not about trying to, to weather the storm. It's about learning how to dance in the rain. It's learning how to go through life and move on through things and having your anchor be in in Christ rather than all the different things that we can cast our anchor in this world, which have a complete potential to fail us every time. But Christ, Jesus Christ, is different. As you grow in, in your walk with Christ, he can not only... Yeah, yeah, he can help you to not lose ground, right? He, cannot, he, he can help you to not kind of drift, right? Going through life and, and you're, you're set on a course and then maybe you find yourself drifting. Yeah, Christ can be that the anchor that, that helps you to not drift off course. That, that's, that's one thing that, that he can do, right? But he'll also be there for when life gets hard. And what Christ does is he doesn't just kind of help you to hold on and weather through the storm. He's saying, look, if we just keep on going, if we just keep moving on in life, and you just keep on following me, we'll get through this storm together. This storm will surely pass away. This, this storm will surely be gone, right? And that's the thing about storms is they go away. I mean, right last night, did it, did it storm right through here this morning, early this morning? It did where I lived. Right, but it's not storming now. And when it storms again, don't you know that that storm will pass away? Right, when when it storms in, in a week or this weekend or next month or sometime in the summer, right? Or you know, bring on the, the one winter storm that we get, you know, the ice apocalypse that we get every once every two or three years, you know, and it, and it storms. <clears throat> Those storms, they don't last, do they? But how many times in life? When we're going through something, that we just think, man, this is it. My life is over. This is how my life is. We're losing all hope. Losing everything that we've, we've read in the Bible and everything that God has done and we, we're focusing on all the bad things and we're not remembering all the good things that he's done. How many times he brought us through a storm in the past that we can remember those things back then where God brought me through it, when God healed me of glaucoma, when God healed that relationship, when God helped me through that, that time in, in my life, that difficult time in my life, he's gonna do it again. And that storm's gonna go away. But Christ... Him being my anchor to my soul is going to help me through it, and I'm going to get past it, and you are too. He doesn't just want you to hunker down and and ride the the, the waves and, and get through it. He wants you to know that he's always going to be there for you, and when your anchor is in him, that you can get through it, and that's the hope. That's the anchor for our soul. He is the anchor for our soul. And we don't have to lose hope. We can have our hope, and we can rest in that hope that God has for us. And so tonight, I know that there's different situations, and life is happening right now. Maybe you're in the midst of a storm, or maybe it's just a little sprinkle, right? Or maybe it's starting to rain, right, or maybe it's thundering and lightning, whatever the case is, you know the storm's coming on, or you're going through it, whichever it is, God's going to help you through it, and God wants to help you through it right now, and he wants to restore some trust in you tonight, and he wants to restore some broken relationships in you tonight, and he wants to just help you to start trusting one drop at a time, building that hope building that trust in him again, bringing you to the place that he's always wanted you to be in, with your anchor, not cast down here, but with him. And he's just holding on and just guiding you through life. And he's going to, for some of you, he's going to begin that process in you tonight. For some of you, he's going to continue that process, but you're going to have even more hope than you had before you came here tonight. Because the Holy Spirit knew exactly where you were. Jesus never forgot about it. He's the, he's the greatest accountant that you've, ever, that you've ever known. And every time someone has wronged you, he has taken record of that. And he has known that. And what, what he, he, his children, right, when they go through stuff, he, he takes note of that. And he's not going to let those things go by. The, the Bible says that vengeance is mine, I will repay when, when people, when things happen to you, when, when businesses and, and organizations or whoever it is, when you're done wrong in this world, God's taking account of it. And trust me, he has your back. And some of you have lost hope in, 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 in Christ thinking that, man, I'm just supposed to do the right thing here. I'm just supposed to turn the other cheek. And I'm just supposed to go on and, and, and live my life. Yeah, you're supposed to go out and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's your job as a Christian, right? That's your role. That's your purpose. And that's what he wants you to focus on every day of your life. And all that other stuff that happens in life, all that other stuff that tries to get us off track and tries to sink our ship. And when we let that stuff in and the water's coming in, right, and we just let it in, right? I'm saying you don't have to do that because I'm going to take care of all of that. But in my own timing, and when it's right, he's just. And it's a good thing that we don't get what we deserve, right? Because what we deserve is eternal punishment. And it's a good thing that Christ doesn't give us what we deserve. So I want, I want you to know that there, there's processes to the healing process, right? And sometimes... We have to forgive. Sometimes we have to move on, and sometimes we just have to give God the reins and give God the anchor, and let that anchor hold on to Him, and let us let Him just guide us through life.